0: Hello, um, this is Amja for the Love and Light podcast, and today I have an amazing guest with me, a wonderful woman by the name of Mecca, Mecca Freeman. Hello. Uh, Mecca is an author, entrepreneur, wellness coach, among many, many other things. Uh, I had the. I've had the. Um, I've been fortunate enough to meet Mecca. I met her one day in 2018. I think it was September at an event. she walked through past me. I felt her energy. The person that was sitting beside me, I actually said to them, "Watch what this woman is going to do in the room," and she absolutely she wowed me. I ended up taking some coaching sessions with her. And here we are now, sharing space, inspiring people in our respective ways. So this is the amazing, amazing Mecca Freeman. So Mecca, just give a little introduction about what it is that you do, just briefly, and then we'll tap into more detail as we go along. Okay,
1: so briefly, basically what I mainly do, I am a life coach. So backed by that, Arthur. Um, I have an organization confidence build The heels where basically I have women come together in a space in a dance class setting and I use dance to help women build their confidence and to look within themselves. Other than that, I do a lot of other things like sell different herbs and like products for spirituality, health, but just to just like make it a simple, life coach, okay. speaker, author.
0: Okay. That cool. question
1: crazy because it's like every time I get that question I'm just like how do I answer this because it's like so much wrapped
0: in one <laughs> yeah you're a multifaceted individual amazing amazing yeah. individual so one of the things I'm going to ask you is because I know you, you you're quite I'm um, open about your journey and your life experience and how you've come to the point where you are so one of the things that I wanted to ask you is what was early life like for you early life
1: Early life for me was very traumatic. Um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. So with both parents being incarcerated, um, for example, at the age of 11, lost my virginity. At the age of about eight years old, my, both of my parents was incarcerated, went into foster care, went into custody of other, um, with like other family members. And it was crazy. It was very interesting. I found myself being on the streets, using my body for example, and using my body for money, using my body to take care of myself with different men and things of that nature. So my upbringing was a bit difficult.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. Um, what I appreciate, what I respect about you, um, one of the things that really means a lot to me is that you're very quite open about your experience. And for me, you really showed me how important it is to get rid of the shame and to not allow the difficulties of our past to define us in our present moment. I think that's one of the yeah. things that I've really learned from you, and I really, really admire you for that. Um, I know that um, it's, it's, you know, you spoke, spoke about you've you've done dancing, and I don't know what term to use, whether it's classed as exotic dancing. I mean, what name would you have termed that when you were going through that stuff? What what what, what, what kind of, that like for you?
1: exotic dancing definitely exotic dancing even though dancing was my background in general so I did that for about seven years Mm -hmm. um a lot of people ask me do I actually regret the experience that I had and I really don't regret it at all because it really did help a lot with for example now the confidence that I have and it actually helps a lot with seeing 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 the bs in life before you can even have to deal with it right then and there so um what you just recently said I like that you know, something that you said you took away from me, just not having shame in what you had to go through through your past, because our past really is there to help us and to teach us. Because mm-hmm. if you didn't go through certain things in your life, you don't get those experiences, you won't have those lessons. Mm-hmm. So exotic dancing is definitely the term that I would, that I would use.
0: Okay, um one of the things you know I, you know every time i look i I think I've shared on one of my things called on Amja Anbasshed thank you Thursday, and I remember watching your dancing, it inspired me so much because prior to my and attack to my experience, I used to love dancing and stuff, but I was afraid to wear heels, and you do that, you wore heels and you were dancing, and it was just. It was it, watching you was like you were telling a story. Every creative, every person has their own way in which to tell stories, and you do yours through dance. I watch you sometimes. You did one during um, when we were in the height of what what the world has termed lockdown. Yeah, and what yeah, the world has termed lockdown. You did a dance, and the energy that I got from that it was so beautiful because I could just see that it was coming from your soul. So when you dance, yeah. that's, what, that's what I that's what I get from you. Um, so you do dancing. What... Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So with your dancing stuff, I noticed that um, you do you do your confidence in heels class. What was the basis for that? So the interest, about?
1: This is so interesting. I had a, a really good friend of mine. It was a really good uh, male friend of mine. One day I was talking to him about something I was going through in a certain relationship that I was ending. And I was saying basically like in this relationship how I felt like my soul was just dying. Like I mm-hmm. felt like I didn't see myself. I couldn't see, like I didn't feel myself. And so he asked me like, are you dancing? And I'm like, no, like, you know, the guy that I was with at that time, like he doesn't support that. He doesn't feed into that energy. So it's just something I totally forgot about. Mm-hmm. And so I remember he was giving me the advice. He said, you know what Mecca? that is your art that's why every time if i ever interacted with you i will always provide like a platform for you to dance because that is the true essence of who you are so i thought to myself like you know what it was one fine day in london when i was in london at the time uh-huh. and i'm just like i'm just like uh, it's raining outside what am i going to do I, let me just go for it let me i've looked for this class called base uh, at the studio called base uh-huh. and i found this class, a random class, and I went back dancing. And every time I felt down, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna put on those heels. And every yes. time I put on a, a pair of those heels, I felt so alive. But it was way different. And it was much deeper than just putting on heels and moving because as you might know, things for like yoga or things yes. like that, we hold yes. so much emotion yeah. in our body. In our, body like, different parts of our bodies. Mm-hmm. So when you actually start to move certain parts of your body the emotions start to move within you Mm -hmm. so I realized the movement I was actually doing something on a deeper level for my soul getting back in alignment with my true source of myself and then after like a week and a half I did I think I just danced like three times that week I felt so alive and I thought I have to share this with Mm -hmm. other
0: people That's that's how it started and you know what, um, you know, I've watched some of those things, uh, some of the videos that you post in terms of your confidence in heels. I even like the name confidence in heels is lovely. Thank um, you. What I, what, I, what I love about the classes is that it's an all people class. Anybody can turn up and a lot of people have this preconceived notion that to do that type of dancing in heels, you have to be of stature. And I've seen some beautiful full figured people, which is, it also supports body positivity and they're getting into the movements, they're doing everything. And I just, I love that you're utilizing a past experience of yours, which has its trauma trauma in there, but you've manifested it. It's like you've taken it, manifested it into something, can put it back out into the universe in something that's really powerful and interesting. So I'm really, you know, I really do admire you for that. Um, One of the other things that I, I've noticed with you is um, you talk. You're, you're very much. You've made a comment to say um, don't get caught up in the education, the traditional education. Yeah, you've. Uh, I think it's on your website that it's not not the. Actually, you teach people something different, not the that you that they tell you in traditional education. Do you want to expand on that?
1: Absolutely. So to elaborate on that a little bit more, what I mean by don't get caught up in traditional education, because traditionally they try to put us in a box. Everybody should be looking this way. Everybody uh, should carry out their desires, their dreams, their wishes in this way. And we all know that once you get into the real world, that, it's not, that. It's not that's not the case. Like yeah. Your DNA makeup and w- what you um, are involved in is totally different from mine than anybody else that's around you. So I feel like in order for you to really become the greatest version of yourself, because that's my my main mission when I help people, is just to allow them to step fully into their light and become the greatest versions of themselves. So when I actually sit down with someone, I'll say, I don't have a blueprint. I don't have a blueprint as to what I'm going to go by. I'm going to put that on you, and that's what you have to carry out. The main work is figuring out what it is that feeds directly to your soul, mm-hmm. those specific things that really get you going. And it might not be what you've learned traditionally. It might not be the beliefs that like your parents have pressed on you or different religions or you know, society and the community that you grew up in in general. So I'll just I'll just give a great example. Traditionally, coming from a black family, um, in the hood, in the ghetto. You know, we grew up on a certain type of food yams and and hams and, you know, the Sunday dinners, the, those Sunday dinners and macaroni and cheese and things like that. However, for what I want for myself in life, for the health for the vitality, for the level of fitness, for the level of energy that I want for myself, traditionally those beliefs and those ways of being won't work for me if I want this on this side. So that's a traditional belief or a barrier that I have to break down. So it's like you have to break down those traditional beliefs that says you have to go to school and get a job in order to be to be um, successful. Or if you're a woman and you had over X, Y, Z amount of sexual partners, you'll never get married. But that's really not the case. It's about who you are. It's about your intentions. And it's about alignment. So my main thing that I've been really, really, really living off of recently is If it aligns or if it doesn't, simple as that. It's either aligns, it aligns with me or it doesn't. There's no wrong, there's no right, there's no blue, there's no black, there's no none of that. If it aligns or it doesn't and that's it, somebody can have their set of beliefs, their ways, their traditions and anything else and it will not affect me, what I do don't affect them. What's what's in alignment for them is different, might be for me and that's okay and that is okay. That's what I meant
0: by that. That's absolutely beautiful that you talk about alignment alignment and accepting that everybody has their own life experience, their own journey to go along. Because you know, me and you have conversations, you know, outside of outside of our coaching relationship. We also have other conversations. Yes. And we we have we have similarities, but we're also very, very different. And it's okay to be that way. And I think that's something that I think that's something that more people need to understand. It's okay to be different. Being different okay. doesn't mean bad. Being different doesn't mean wrong. It's just a different way. They've got a reggae song that I used to hear as a child called Every Man Does His Ting I Look Away Different. The things you do, ah. you do them in a different way from I. And the things I do, I do them in a different way to you. And that's something that I heard as a child growing up. And it was only as, you know, as I started to really start to pay attention to things, I said that individual who sang that song, I can't even remember who the who he is. Had, he, he knew what he was talking about. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, even for myself as a parent, I have different. I have children who are very, very different at different things. And I think what can tend to happen for young people in particular is that they're so being indoctrinated to feel that they have to go the traditional academic route, go to, you know, in America, you call it the Ivy, Ivy League. And over here, we call it Russell Group Universities. Like if they don't go to one of those... Um, uh, education establishments, then they failed, and I think that's very dangerous because so many people are different at expressing themselves. Many of the many of the, the the entrepreneurs that we see out there, many of the artists that we see out there at the top levels and stuff, they didn't necessarily go to a traditional school setting. For myself, I'm an artist. I didn't go to art school, but I could. I could do your face the way that it looks. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can exactly. also do abstract art, which has nothing to do with um, realism. So everybody exactly. learns in a different way. So back, back to this education thing. One of the things I notice about you that I love looking at your stories and, and some of your posts, you read, you do a lot of reading. Where did that come from? How did that start?
1: readers are leaders okay so the first thing i really realized something i remember being like around like 13 14 years old my mom used to have this thing when she would read she used to read all the time you know she used to sit in the living room with her plants everywhere and she would come home from work and she would read i never was interested in reading at first because when i graduated high school and this is great that you said this and this is what made me also not really take it seriously when I got into college I had a teacher tell me in high school that I would not go far in life and she used to pick on me because I have dyslexia so for example on a scale of like one to ten I have like dyslexia at like three or four let's say for I'll see a word and it says like Planet Fitness and I probably would just read it and in my mind say Planet Fitness but when I pronounce it I'll say something like play fitness right so For years, I just shied away from books. It was just this one time. And to go back to when I was in the uh, strip club as an exotic dancer, I really wanted out. My soul was like, we can't do this anymore. And I think I was on Instagram and this is why we should use social media and we should be careful about who we follow and what's on our feed. Because I had this one particular woman, you know, she was very inspiring on my feed. And she was building her business and I was watching her build her fashion business. And she was saying how she went and she invested $2,500 and now she's seeing 17000 a month in this book that she read that inspired her. So I'm thinking like, I'm trying to get out of this place. I want to be done with this. I need some money. Well, let me just read the book. I downloaded this book on to my iPad. Oh, I have to, I have to send you the book. It's, it's, Uh, I have to send you the book and you put the notes in here or something when you put it out. And it was the first book I read again when I was about 20 years old. And this book is just phenomenal. It gave me so much inspiration. I couldn't put it down. And after that, it just went from there. The next book after that I read was something like Success Through Stillness by Russell Simmons. I'm thinking I'm about to read the book trying to get Advice on how to make more money and it was really about meditation. So that's how I got into that And after that I realized that the more that I read and I applied the things that you know was for me in books The more I grew the more the more aligned I became with myself the more Conscious I became the more life just started to happen for me things started to come to me easy and so that's why I always say Reading is great because if you can't get to certain people like in person and afford to sit down with Tony Robbins or sit, afford to sit down with you, you know, you have literature, you have these podcasts, you have things like that. You have mentors that you can connect with and you can dive into their world just by reading, listening to their videos, getting on, jumping on the podcast and things like that. So I definitely recommend reading, it's, it's phenomenal you know, it's, know. It, we have a little bit of a
0: parallel like that um because of some of the things that i was experiencing as a child <laughs> it difficult to enunciate words properly and sometimes even when i'm speaking sometimes my wording comes hmm. slightly um uncomfortable, that you actually ridiculed me in primary school um because i wouldn't say things and it was, it, was nice, it was so embarrassing one one um when uh, I went to, in my primary school, there's a British, author called <laughs> and I went to school, his, his niece was in my class, so his granddaughter, his niece or his granddaughter, something, she was in my class, and friends, uh, and there was a book called The Magic Finger, there's a book hmm. the Magic Finger, and I just love the concepts of the book. Um, and then I took my, uh, I had pocket money. And back then in the UK, you had to pay for a library card. So I took my 20, wow. bought the library card. And that whole summer, I read and I read to myself in the mirror every day. And when I went back to wow. school in um, term, and the teacher was ready to pick on me to come and stand up, because back then, were running at the same team every year. Um, and I stood up in the classroom and I read. And the whole class was getting laughing getting ready for me to make the mistakes and i read wow. so well in front of that teacher and it taught me something that don't believe people's expectation of you don't get caught up, other people's don't expectations. Caught up in that it will block you from your growth do you understand me so in that terms in reading and i too like to read i read a lot um sometimes i'm i you know uh, I, I've had people, I've had family members like you're always reading. I remember being in Jamaica and somebody actually a little. I was I, your aunt? Where you love for?" I said, well, "Now he says to me, because of you, auntie, I love to read. The reading is really, really quite powerful." Um, and to quickly, the book
1: is called "Girl Boss" by Sophia
0: Amoroso. That's what the book was called. "Girl Boss." Right now, "Girl Boss."
1: by Sophia, and her last name is spelled A-M-O.
0: A-M-O.
1: R-U-S-O. And she also has like this, um, like a, a, a small mini little series of like quick, short, I think they're like 30 minute episodes on Netflix where it shows how she started with nothing, nothing, and grew her her fashion business to a million dollars. Like it's a, it's if I don't even watch TV, but that I'm like, that that
0: you watch. You know, it's so funny. Quite a lot of my guests that I've had, um, that I've had so far don't watch TV either. <laughs> it's television. so interesting, right?
1: Interesting. It's yeah. so interesting.
0: But we're not tapped in on that way. We're tapped in on a different frequency. We're not it's doing the we're not doing the TV frequency. I, you know, I watch Netflix and tap into the things that interest me. But that's my choice. And one of my last yeah. said something about we oh, every moment of. And we get a choice that mm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go now into um i'm gonna go, I'm gonna go into this this womb healing uh because you've mentioned I've, I've i've looked at some of your posts and it's really gone down that direction of healing the womb i really want you yes. to talk about that and how that came about for you so
1: i realized um when i was in a certain relationship that didn't last um but basically it brought, a lot of, it brought a lot of insight for me and a lot of things came up as to what I need to work on for myself. So it was a, it was a great blessing. A lot of blockages that came up within a relationship was from past traumas, especially sexual traumas. Mm-hmm. I started to, when I dive deep into myself as to where's these traumas and these blockages coming from so I can't move forward in my life with my relationship and myself, I realized a lot of them came down to sexual energies. And the second thing I really realized, and I learned that as a woman, our second brain, our second brain, actually really our first brain is our womb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is our womb. So you have to imagine that if we are sexual, if we are energy beings having a human experience, you have to imagine if you are unconsciously allowing people into your body into your space how much energy that's being trapped in there so when you actually go out and carry out in your life it's you and like five other people or more right it's you <laughs> and like five other people so no wonder why you feel crazy why you feel all over the place you just feel off so what i started to do i had this fine day one time i was reading um that book called Back to a book, "Sacred Woman" by Queen Afua. I was reading this book, and she was giving like certain exercises and things like that for you to, like, do this visualization of like if you have had a sexual partner or traumatic event from your, from your past, and to like let it go. I took Mm -hmm. it further, and what I created was a womb journal Mm -hmm. because I felt the need that you know what, I've done a lot of damage to this to this woman, so I think we need to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. so I started to have conversations into different rituals and things like that to remove the energy from my womb and I found that when I started to remove the energy from my womb I started to grow I started to elevate I became lighter I became more feminine I was more in tune with my nature with my art with my creativity with me with people around me with life Mm -hmm. and the womb healing right when you think about it we are creative beings. And our, that, that's, that sacral chakra right there that deals with that color, that color orange, and it's in alignment with our, our, our creative nature, when it's off, we are completely off. Totally.
0: Talented. We can't
1: express our gifts in the world. So mm-hmm. that's how that really got started. And then I started to do more research and study in a alone years, start realizing there's certain herbs and certain things that you can do to increase the vitality of your womb and remove those negative energies. So that's how I got into that.
0: You know, it's really, it's really interesting, um, you know, when we talk about, you know, talking about wound healing, for some of us, talking about feminine body parts, vaginas, wounds, you know, the parts that comes from there, and all of that kind of stuff is very quite uncomfortable for some people to speak about. Grown up in households where you're almost shunned, you know, shunned of, shunned of even your naturally bodily cycle and what out of you at different stages within the month as a woman, and a lot of us feel embarrassed and ashamed by that. but What I like about you is that you're very authentic in your post You talk about it allows other people to not feel ashamed of the naturalness of their bodies and how important it is that you care of your. Work. It's very part yeah. of it. That of your body is what brings forth life into this world. So how yeah something that you need to take care of and respect and love and nurture and also when you guess about your body and what it does you're able to teach your partner how to take care of it as well because if you don't know how to take how right. then can you teach somebody else how to take care of such a powerful and important part of your body I really do like that. I really I really like what you're doing I really do I love that I love that
1: I want to add to that like you said because I- I thought about this one day. I'm like, you know what? Even when you don't know too much or if you're not informed on just so much about your womb and the health of your womb, it started to dawn on me just, you know, like, okay, it makes it's common sense here. Life is being created from this space. Life, right? Other people that we see is coming from this space. So that should tell you right then and there that this is something that is so phenomenal and important. And what I really want women to understand, cause you know, a, a lot, something else that I really promote and the, a lot of women think like, oh wow, are you telling me to be celibate and don't share my body with anyone? It's like, no. But when you start to take care of yourself, you will begin to have less partners, right? Or less people who don't respect that space and who you are come into that space because you'll have that
0: respect within you. The energy was, the, the frequency won't even be there. Yeah. It, just, yeah,
1: it wouldn't
0: even be there. It wouldn't even be there. Do you know what's funny that you say that? I, I was reading the book called um, The Body Keeps the Call. One of the things he touched on was about people that have experienced trauma, particularly childhood trauma and sexual traumas. And um, how, as people, if we do not feel sorry, with, with, with a sexual partner, we cannot even enjoy the pleasures, the beautiful pleasures that sex brings. You may be able to make the noise, you may be able to fake the orgasms, do all of the moves that your womb is engaged in, but it doesn't mean you feel the beauty that you get when you sexual exhibition with somebody that cares about you. And I, and I really thought about that because in actual fact, to be able to get to a point of the, the pleasures that our womb can offer us when we, when we, when we climax and all it your actual fight or flight part of your brain has to totally switch off for you to be able to, to, be able to have that experience do you understand me and so sometimes yes. when your partners say oh this person she was rubbish in bed it was probably because you lot weren't connecting because there wasn't that sense of of, of natural beauty high vibration high vibrational connection it just wasn't there it wasn't in alignment and i think I, that people don't really um, appreciate sexual energy and the healing powers that it can actually have because it heals if you not being, it really, does if you get the right heal <laughs> if you get the right situation you feel like you can take on the world afterwards
1: <laughs> wake up
0: in the morning cooking
1: breakfast to Jill Scott living my life like it's golden living my life like it's golden yeah definitely,
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely beautiful thing
1: like anything else that has to be done in balance. Uh-huh. And it should be done from a, a, a clear, conscious space, a, a real space of love, not something that's done from a place of, you know, aggression or a place of addiction, you know what I mean? Or somewhere because I'm lonely or because I feel like I need some company or because I'm, I need money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's you know that
0: you say that one of the things that people don't a lot of the times when people are having excessive um partners in that way um that's because they're not dealing with another underlying issue because when you're dealing with an underlying issue you wouldn't really be doing that to your body you understand you wouldn't be using it in that way it's really interesting that you say that you know you have so much more to offer this world i always look forward to see what you're going to post next I love the authenticity. You, you know, one of the things that I say about you, you walk your truth every day. I know this about you. We've had conversations. You talk about it. And one of your things is you're always trying to, to make, to, to put back, back to humanity. You give back in so many ways in the choices that you do with your eating, giving back in terms of, you know, you offer for the different people. These are things that you want to do. So I, I actually feel honored and I feel pleasured that we have, you know, we have our our, our connection. I'm so grateful for the day that you walked into that conference. You did your power, me me conference. too. Me okay. too. I'm so grateful for that opportunity and that experience. Everybody, this is the wonderful, wonderful, um, amazing Mecca Freeman I, I say, tell people what your name really is
1: well my name really is mecca the the mecca of everything the all is and so i think my dad he was really doing something when he named me that i finally got it about two years ago like girl you better get in alignment
0: with this name now yeah, you know definitely. look at the name that the universe gave you mecca freeman it's been absolutely wonderful to have you on the podcast today um, So all the listeners, thank you for listening. Um, you can find Mecca at Mecca Freeman um on is it on stage? You you shout out your 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 where we can find you.
1: So on Instagram, it's Mecca Freeman with two C's. On Facebook, it's the same thing, on YouTube it's the same thing, and my website
0: is meccafreeman.com So Mecca Freeman across the board. All the way through. Mecca, thank you very much. This is Amja unabashedly for the Love and Light podcast. Have a beautiful remainder to your day. Thank you. Thank
1: you.